Welcome back to the 411 Hairstylist Podcast. Today, I'm going to be doing a solo episode, and today is going to be about how building a business takes time. I really wanted to do an episode on this because in the end, building a business really does take time, commitment, consistency, and dedication. So with all of those, there's little things that you can do along the way that will help you get there faster or that can help you build your clientele more solidly. So I kind of want to... jump back a little bit and start from the beginning of how I built my business and like when it all started. So you guys have kind of heard from previous podcasts. I graduated in November 2019 and I started working in a salon um, January 2020. And I loved that salon. It was perfect. It was small. All the girls that worked there were amazing stylists. They were all older and seasoned stylists. So um, it kind of was intimidating, but at the same time, I always felt comfortable to ask them anything that I needed to, if I did need to. And they were all just great. Honestly, great women to be around. So in that salon, I was only working part-time because as you know, I was managing some student housing at the time. And when I committed to doing that student housing, they only were going to allow me to do hair two times a week. And that was pushing it. I remember coming up with this like big, you know, proposal to give to them because they weren't going to let me work in another job at all. Like when you work at that job, you're only supposed to have that job and that job solely. And I was like, there is no way that I just went through hair school and I'm not going to do hair. And I knew I didn't want to just do it. Um, I knew I didn't want to just do hair as like a hobby. I wanted to pursue it as a career. And so I remember we all went out to lunch one day and it was like soon after we had moved there. And I was like, listen, I can do both. I know I can do both. And I did. And I remember I worked in the office in the evenings when I did hair. So I did hair Wednesday, Wednesdays and Fridays. And I would work in the office in the evenings. Um, but with that, I was only able to do part-time for hair. So I was at this other salon and it was good. It was great. But come March 2020, COVID hits. And luckily for us, Cedar City didn't completely shut down. But because I was new to Cedar City and it was COVID, um, honestly, I was lucky if I had like one client a day. And I remember that one client a day that I had, I felt so lucky and grateful to have that client because I was doing something that I loved. I got to create art. Like it was Um, I was actually doing something that I was like passionate about versus the apartments. It was just kind of like what I had to do. So even that one client, I was super grateful for And back then I obviously was a lot slower than I am now. So even that one client took me like way too long, but I think, you know, just like with all of us, when we first start, it takes us way too long and then you learn and you grow and you get tips and tricks and you continue to better your craft, obviously. Um, So COVID happened and I remember that I already was pretty slow on clients. Like, like I said, I was taking like one to two clients a day, kind of just getting my name out there. I had advertised a little bit, but not as much as I should have advertised. I knew that I was going to be at a salon, but I didn't know how like walk-ins worked. Like I didn't know any of that. Well, come to find out that the salon um, that I was at honestly didn't take any walk-ins at all. Like it was solely based off of like, you bringing in the clients yourself, which as a booth renter, you should be doing anyways. 
And I was on Boothrit, but I didn't want to do commission. So I was willing to take that sacrifice um, because I didn't want to split the commission with anybody else. And so I remember thinking like, oh my gosh, like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I think I was paying $215 um, per month. Yeah, per month for booth rent. And um, that just got really hard. No, was it per month? Yeah, it was per month. I'm like, wait, per week sounds way too. <laughs> Anyways, so $215 per month for those two days. And I was working at the apartments all the other days. So I wanted to hop into this because while I was at the apartments, um, it was really hard for me to have a set schedule in the salon just because if you've ever managed apartments or ever have been like in the apartment world, like if a pipe is frozen or a dishwasher goes out or a toilet overflows or, you know, rent is due, you're checking in people like crazy times, right? Like I remember that I would have to take that day off of the salon because I would have to tend to things at the apartments. And when I first signed up to be the manager of the apartments, that was like my number one thing. Like I have to take care of these duties. Like I can't just like abandon them. So I always made sure to like be the best at that. And with that, it was really hard on my salon schedule because of that. So there would be days that I would be set to work on Wednesday and someone's pipe would go out or someone's uh, dishwasher or toilet would overflow. And then I would have to cancel or reschedule that client or clients for the day, depending on how long the thing at the apartments took. Um, so that was super, super frustrating for me. I remember battling that back and forth for like six, seven months. And <clears throat> I was like, I just like really can't do this anymore. Plus the booth rent was pretty expensive. And I remember going home at the end of the day and being like, did I even profit anything? Like, I don't even know if I made money today because when you very first start, is when you get all of your color, your products, your tools, everything, right? So I, I had spent like a couple grand on like inventory and all of my tools and all things like that. And so I was still kind of building, um, building back up from that cost that I had spent. Right. And so I was just kind of getting a little bit discouraged, but I knew that, um, I knew that being a hairstylist is like what I was meant to do. I knew that it's what I needed to do. And like, I was just so determined that because I went to school for it is like what I needed to do, if that makes sense. I don't know what that was in my head, but I'm glad that I had that little spark of determination because without it, I probably would have just been fine just doing the apartments, you know, but I just like to make life hard for myself. So, you know, I wanted to be the best at both. And so at that point in time, it was after COVID, I think it was like July. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to start looking for another salon. Um, there was a few salons in town that were offering, um, COVID relief booth rent prices. And so I was like, okay, like I am going to start looking for other places so that I can really focus on like building my brand, building my business, you know, getting myself out there and not having to worry about that extra like payment um, down the drain that I really can't afford right now. Cause I was still building my clientele. It had been a couple of months of me doing hair, obviously, but with me only being part-time and then having to reschedule or cancel clients due to the apartments, I, I pretty much was only doing it like solidly for, you know, just a couple months. And so 
I ended up switching to this other salon and instead of two days a week, I had three days a week. And luckily with the apartments, I was able to work that out as well, where I could go to three weeks. And it was, I think I want to say it was only like 150 for three days a week. And I had my own booth to myself. So automatically the stress went off my shoulders of like, okay, if I do have to reschedule or cancel because of something at the apartments, I can kind of have that third day for wiggle room. And that is exactly what I did. And this is where I really, really started building my clientele because number one, I had more wiggle room to work with. Number two, it was my own station. I didn't have to share with anybody. Like it was honestly really only me in that salon for the most part. And number three, my booth rent was a lot lower of a cost. So while I was building my clientele, I didn't have to put so much out of pocket for like booth rent as well as products and inventory and stuff like that. So that was great. Um, things that I started doing during this time to really start building my clientele and, you know, getting the clients that I have today, um, Things that I did is I went around town and I did it kind of the old school way. I actually posted flyers all around town, you know, in all the main areas. I posted on every single Facebook page to do with Cedar City, Utah, um, kind of just offering, um, you know, my services, offering a percentage off if you mention the flyer or this post. I also... Um, went on to Instagram and followed every single person that had like SUU in their bio or Cedar City, Utah in their bio. And I just went with that, honestly, like that's how I really grew a following on Instagram, because if you don't follow people, how are they going to know how you are? or who you are. And I feel like social media is such a big platform for all of the, all of us stylists in today's world. Like I remember looking back at like magazines and like uh, little books and stuff when I used to go get my hair cut and I was like, oh, I want this one or, oh, I want this color, you know? And essentially that's what our Instagram is for our clients now. So instead of having like this big, huge book that we all carry around, it's just right in the convenience of our own hand on our phone, on our computer. Um, so I really, really pushed that. I did promotions on Instagram. You can pay, you, you can pay daily for that. Um, you kind of just want to do it all. Like, especially with social media, you want to put yourself out there. You want to put yourself in a space where you're going to be seen. Right. And so that's where I really started building my clientele. I also handed out flyers at the apartment complex that I manage. And you don't even have to be the manager of an apartment complex. You can go to any complex in town and you can deliver your flyers out on their door. I mean, college students are always looking for a discount, especially for a luxury service such as hair, you know, lashes, nails, whatever it may be that you're doing, they're always looking for a discount. And then obviously if they like you and they're, they're going to keep coming back. So I remember it was big on flyers, big on social media and, um, big on discounts as well. I remember discounting myself quite a bit at the very beginning. And now that I look back on it, I probably wouldn't have discounted myself so much so fast. Um, but at that time you kind of just want to do anything that you can to get clients in the door. So I remember that I would be like, Oh, like mention this flyer and get 20% off or mention this flyer and get 15% off. I also had a big referral game going on. So every client that you refer 
preferred, you would get $10 off of your next service and a free deep condition. So, and I still do referral systems. I mean, word of mouth is the best way um, for your name to get around. And I really think that it speaks measures and volumes on if other people recommend you versus just seeing it on like social media. So first you get someone to recommend and then they back it up with your social media and they're going to be sitting in your chair in no time, right? (laughs) So um, definitely all of those things really, really helped me. um, And that's kind of where I got, that's kind of how I got to where I'm at today. And I remember it was really, really hard. Like that's why I wanted to do this episode today is because building a business does really take time and it was really hard. And there was some days, like I said, that I would have like one client and sometimes it would be like a haircut or a root retouch, you know, something lower on the cost of service. And then obviously, you know, I still had to pay that booth rent. And I think a lot of stylists go through this, especially, especially if you're moving to a new town and you don't know anybody. I remember thinking like, if I would have just stayed in my hometown, like it would have been so much easier for me. Like I would have had clients like lining at the door, which I know I would have because I already had people after I was graduating asking me like where I was going to be doing hair, you know, what are my plans, this and that. And God really does work in mysterious ways because as I get older, the more I hear that everything happens for a reason, like becomes more true every single day. And I really do think that if I would have stayed in my hometown, I feel like it, I would have got comfortable. It wouldn't have, it wouldn't have pushed me as much to be like the best hairstylist that I can be. I think I would have just become comfortable. And then obviously my husband and I wouldn't have had the opportunity that we did have, you know, to manage the apartment and to save some money and get our wonderful home that we have. Like, it kind of was just like, what do they say? Like that domino effect that it just kind of rolls down. And it was like one thing after the other. And yes, it was chaotic and crazy and everything happened at once, but it all was meant to be. And I truly have to just believe that. So when I was at this salon that I was at, um, I remember that it was still hard because I had the responsibilities of, um, stadium way, the apartments that I was managing, but it wasn't as hard because like I said, you know, there was kind of that weight lifted off of my shoulder and it was just nice to be able to have a salon where I had that, like, I had that, um, freedom a little bit more. So I would really suggest finding like what salon works best for you. And don't be afraid to switch salons as well. You know, like obviously you don't want to switch, you know, to so many salons, but if the first salon that you go to isn't for you, then you got to get out of there because you're going to thrive and do best with building your clientele in a place that you feel confident to grow and strive for yourself. So that would probably be like my number one is like really make sure that you're in a salon that you can really prosper and grow in. And then from there, everything is just going to follow along. If you stay consistent, consistency is such a big thing when you're trying to grow your clientele. Consistency could mean a multitude of different things. Consistency could mean, you know, picking out something that you want to do, or you make sure that you can do every single day and being consistent with your flyers, being consistent with your post on Instagram and social media, being consistent with reaching out and rescheduling your clients, being consistent in your pricing, just everything. I mean, being consistent 
is everything when it, and when it comes to building a clientele and building your business, I think it's really important to make sure that you keep all of your policies and all of your things that you say you're going to do. Um, true. So, I mean, if you say that I'm a, I'm a big person on, if you say that they're going to get that 20% off, they're going to get that 20% off. Like if your price point is at like 70 bucks for a root retouch, then 70 bucks for a root retouch, like keep, keep it consistent and not only like you and yourself, but your prices as well. And I've noticed that that goes a long way with clients as well. And if you do do a price increase, make sure that you tell them, you know, a month or two ahead, just let them know that your prices are going up by five to $10. Most of your clients are going to be completely fine with it. But that's another thing with just being consistent is making sure that your business is staying consistent and the things that you're saying for your business are getting interpreted onto your clients, you know? So I would definitely say to be consistent about that. And then I wanted to also talk about, so I remember when And this goes hand in hand with like building a business and stuff. And I truly think that this is one of the things that really helped me build my business into what it is today. And I hope this can help like other people out there as well, because this one thing was literally shoved down my throat and my friend's throat. Everyone that was in our cosmetology program, it was literally shoved down our throats, which Don't get me wrong. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing, but if you're wanting to, okay, let's, I'll just tell you the thing, right? So they all say that when you get out of hair school, you want to take everyone, every color and anything that walks through the door. Like, I don't know where you guys went to hair school, but where I went to hair school, this was like heavily pushed. Like, you got to take everything. You got to be there 24-7. Like, you got to, you know, this and this. And if you're on commission, like, I do think that you do have to be there, you know, for your set amount of time or whatever. But I remember this was one thing that I actually didn't do. And I feel like it helped my business grow. And I'll tell you why. I really, really wanted to specialize in blonding and hair extensions. I, my specialty didn't lie in, you know, pixie cuts or men's cuts. It didn't lie in vivid colors or, you know, crazy fun colors. It didn't, I mean, you know, and even color corrections. I do do color corrections, but I wanted neutral lived in colors, blonding and hair extensions. That is what, just like everyone else in Utah, I know, crazy. (laughs) But um, I really, really wanted to specialize in these things. So I remember thinking right from the beginning, I was like, okay, because I want to specialize in these things, I'm going to post about these things. I'm only really going to take clients that are wanting what I want to do. That sounds kind of bad because obviously it should always be catered to the client. But when you're building up your clientele and you're trying to make a name for yourself, especially when you're wanting it to be, you know, specialty services, like this is that time that you take to really grow those specialties. And that's exactly what I did. So 
I remember every single blonding client that I had, I would post pictures of every single, you know, full highlight, half highlight. I would take before and after pictures. I didn't have tons of extension clients back then, but I made sure to take video content and pictures before and afters of every single extension install that I did. And I would mainly post that. Yes, I did take a few other, you know, cuts and root retouches and, you know, just basic stuff. I actually did a few vivids as well, but I hardly posted about them. And I feel like to this day that actually helped me to get the clientele that I want to do, if that makes sense. So honestly, now I focus on all things extensions and like lived in color. That is literally the only thing that I do. I don't do like, I don't do pixie cuts. I don't do men's cuts. I don't do vivid colors and I don't, I don't want to. But the good thing is, is that there is stylists out there, amazing stylists that can do those things for, you know, clients that want that. And so if someone messages me and wants a vivid color or, you know, a men's cut or anything like that, I simply say, I'm so sorry. I don't, you know, my focus isn't in that area, but I know someone that is great at that and I could definitely refer you to them. So if you're wanting to build a niche and a specialty for yourself, I would highly suggest doing it this way because you're going to weed out some of the clients that would be better else going to someone else that specializes in that area. And then you're going to get the clients that, you know, want you for your service and your specialty that you like doing the best. So that is one way that I really, that I really felt like built, built my clientele up. And then another way that I really built up my clientele is that I remember when I very first started, I would give like the clients that I was like, you know what? Like, I want you to be around forever. Like, I want you to be my client forever. I would make little goodie bags for them. So, and it doesn't have to be expensive, but you know, you, you're talking to your client all the time. You're finding out like what they like, their favorite desserts, like things like that. Right. So I would do like a little bag with like some of their little favorite candies in it. And then maybe some mini sized, um, travel, shampoo and conditioner with like some hair oil and, you know, put it in like a little bag with some cute little like tissue paper and give it to them at their next service. And that really goes a long way. Like it shows your clients that obviously you appreciate them and without them, like you wouldn't be able to have the business that you have. So I think along the lines, if you can, and you can afford it, you know, it doesn't have to be big, even if you, you know, did some scrunchies or a claw clip, anything like that. Like, let your clients know that they're appreciated and that you love to have them in your chair, you know. So those are just a few of the things that I did to help really grow my business. I mean, and communication is everything. Like, I would say I'm a big I'm a big person on like rebooking before they leave. This is another way that I feel like I kind of, you know, helped my business grow to what it is today is I know it sounds like so pushy. It sounds like annoying. I remember in hair school, they would always be like, make sure that you take them to the front and get them to reschedule. And I remember back in hair school, I was literally like terrified to do that. I was like, what if they don't like the hair that I did? Like, what if they don't want to come back? Like, I I don't know their schedule. And it was just, it seemed like such an, it seemed like such an inconvenience for me to ask them 
what they're doing like six, seven weeks from now. But now, now that I, you know, have a business and I've grown this business, I love when clients pre-book. Like that's a, that's a really big compliment for me. It's a really big compliment for my business. And so I would really highly suggest to try to get your clients to pre-book before they leave your salon. So now majority of my clients pre-book, I have a few that, you know, just kind of come when they want their hair done or when they feel like they need it. But most of my clients are anywhere from like a seven week to a, you know, 10 week rebook system. So that's kind of what I have. And that's worked best for me. I also like to see what I have for like, you know, laid out for the next month. Like if I wanted to go somewhere, I'm like, okay, do I have anyone booked next month? Or like even a little bit further than that? Like, what do I have? And then you can kind of go through and be like, oh yeah, so-and-so rebooked for this day. So I need to book my plans around this. So that has really helped me in like my business and kind of get control of that is like just working around my client schedule as well. And I will say ever since we got this house, so obviously, you know, from other episodes, we just barely bought this house like nine months ago now, something like that. Love it. I have my own studio here. It's freaking awesome. And I will say this is this is where I'm going to end off on because this is super, super important. You can't give 50% of yourself to a business. You just can't, especially when no, I was going to say, especially when you first start, but never, you can't give 50%. You always have to give a hundred percent of yourself. And even on the days where you can only give 60%, you got to, you know, get up and fake the rest of the way. Like you really do have to show up for yourself and for your business every single day. And I went from working only Wednesdays and Fridays to working full time. So I work Tuesday through Friday and every other Saturday now that I have my own studio and we don't manage the apartments. So obviously I have a lot more time on my hands, a lot less, you know, distractions and responsibilities. It's just solely focused on hair, which I absolutely love. That was always the goal from the very beginning. Um, but now I'm able to put a hundred percent into my business. And even within these last nine months, I have seen tremendous tremendous growth with my business because I'm solely there to do hair. I don't have to reschedule anymore because of a dishwasher, because of rent, because of this, because of that. So I would really recommend like going in, like if you really want to do this as like a full-time career and you want to make good money out of it, you're going to have to put a hundred percent into this business. And that is honestly the biggest piece of advice that I could give you that and just staying um, committed and staying confident in your work and yourself and just continuing your education as well. So always make sure, and I know we've talked about, uh, we've talked a lot about like continuing your education, but it really is so important. And there's so much like free education out there now too. Like even with, even just with like all the Instagram portfolios, all the YouTubes, all the blogs that go around hair, like there's so much to be learned. There's classes that you can take. And I really think that that's just so important. So give your business a hundred percent and you really will see growth. Like if it's hard right now, if you're, if you're a hairstylist starting out, just know, like it will be hard. It will be hard. And a lot of hairstylists, I mean, 
When you're in school, they usually say that it takes like a good year and a half to two years to solidly build up your clientele. And I would have to agree that that's true. I mean, I don't know if it's true if you're doing hair right from your hometown, you might be able to get it a little bit faster. But if you just move somewhere and you're trying to build a business for yourself and build your clientele up, you know, be committed to a year and a half to two years of just hustling, solid work, you know, reaching out, advertising for yourself. And things will come. If you're committed and you put out good work, you're going to get that. That work is going to be noticed and you're going to get compensated for that work. So that's what I would suggest. And I hope that this podcast helps for anybody that is, you know, just starting up or even that, you know, is currently a hairstylist and needs a little bit of motivation or some help getting out of maybe a funk that they're in or maybe ways to just help grow and advertise yourself some more. If you guys have any questions, reach out to me on Instagram. My Instagram is Kaylee's underscore creations. I always tag it in the very bottom of the podcast, but as always, thank you so much for tuning into the 411 hairstylist podcast, and we will see you guys next time.